Appreciate it. Thank you. So first service, we saw some healings. We got some ministry time. Anybody want to do a little ministry time today? All two of you. We got to do better than that. So we're going to have a little bit of word. We have a little ministry. And uh, Alejandro and his beautiful wife, Rebecca, and their beautiful family, their wonderful family, um, are friends of ours. And we are very grateful to have them with us. Uh, it's a great honor to have them here. And um, we, I've known Alejandro for a long time and his family. So uh, I'm told that Rebecca's going to share for a, share a little bit. So I'm introducing you first, right? So Rebecca is awesome. So I want you guys to all welcome for me, Rebecca Arias. Good morning, or is it good afternoon already? Afternoon. Good afternoon, Elevate Church. It's good to see you again. You guys are our Miami family. You become family. We've been down here a few times, and uh, obviously we're good friends with Pastor Kevin and Sherry, so it's always a pleasure to be back here. And why don't we pray before we start with the word. God, I thank you. Thank you for this opportunity for us to minister your word. It's a privilege and it's an honor. I pray that you would touch the heart of every person here. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would speak through both of us and that those words would go straight to the heart of your people. I thank you that your word is alive. It has the power to transform lives. And we just honor you in everything we do in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, I'm going to start off with a, a quick story about Miami, and I, I shared this on Friday night when we had our anniversary dinner. Um, I might actually come down there because I don't need the extra height, and uh, I can see you all a bit better. That's better. I had a light in my face, so I'm going to come down here. Um, so I shared on Friday how the first time that I traveled outside of Australia, so you may still did you may detect a residue of an accent that is Australia. It's still there somewhere in the background, I'm told. Um, but I, I lived in Australia and grew up there until I was uh, 19 when I, I took my first trip overseas. And the first place I went, I went on a missions trip. I traveled with two sisters and their mom. Their mom was chaperoning me. I was, um, yeah, I was 19. And we went to El Salvador. We did missions there. So that was my first experience. And I, I love El Salvador. I actually attended a Salvadorian church in Australia, which is really amazing because there's not, a, there's not many Salvadorians that make it that far to down under. But God called me to attend a Salvadorian church. So anyway, I'm in El Salvador. And Alejandro and I had been dating long distance. He was living in Miami at the time. And... Um, we, yeah, we just started our relationship, and he calls me, and he says, you know, it'd be great to see you. Why don't you come up to Miami, and, you know, I can show you around, and it'll be great. So I called up my parents, and I was still living with my parents at the time, so I wanted to honor them by talking about my decisions uh, and, and asking them advice, and I said, hey, Mom, Dad, um, I have this opportunity to visit Alejandro in Miami. I really want to go. What do you think? And they said, absolutely not. Absolutely not. You're a young woman. You're unmarried. It, no one's going to be there to chaperone you. You're, it's not a good idea. It doesn't look good. And I said, but this is, this is like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I want to see him. I want to see Miami. I'd heard great things about Miami. And it's a happening place, and I, I want to go. And, and I said to them, I don't know when I'm, if and when I'm going to get this opportunity again. Anyways, I prayed about it. And you, you're going to see where I'm going with this. I want to encourage you, right? There are seasons in our life where we're called to make sacrifices. And I prayed about it, and I said, God, what do I do? Because, you know, I was pretty much an adult, and I, I could have made that call, I guess, to go to Miami. And a lot of people said to me, yeah, just you're an adult. You're over 18. Just, just do it. But I prayed, and I really felt like the Lord said to me, don't do it. Don't go. And he said to me, I'm, I make you a promise. If you obey your parents, if you honor them, and you don't go, not only will you go to Miami one day, but you will go to Miami over and over and over again. Well, I didn't know that I was going to live in the U.S. at that stage. But all of this to say, 
God honors your sacrifices. Here I am. We've been down to Miami. I've, I've lost count how many times now. We love Miami. We love coming down here. But God is faithful. Sometimes he has to pry things out of our hands. We're like, no, God, I, I don't want to let that go. And God says, no, but I've got something better. I've got something better. So if there's something that God is trying to pry out of your hands today, I encourage you, let it go. Let it go. It's really worth it. Um, I'm going to share for maybe another five minutes. Um, sometimes I bring the what we call the entree, and then Alejandro brings the main dish. So are you okay with that? All right. So we're going to have we're going to have the entree. Um, not the the appetizer. They call it the appetizer here in Australia. They call the appetizer the smaller dish, but uh, the entree the smaller one. But we're going to have the appetizer. Sorry, and then we're going to have the main dish, and then we're going to have dessert. Who wants to receive ministry this morning? Amen. That is our favorite part. That is our favorite part is when we have the privilege of ministering to you and we get to see what God wants to do in your lives. Amen. So really quick, here's the entree. And um, I actually only received this word like this morning. Pastor Kevin was talking and I thought, that'll preach. He was talking about Paul. Where's Pastor Kevin? Thank you for that. Thank you. <laughs> so he was talking about in Acts 28 how the viper fell off Paul's hand. And God started speaking to me about that and giving me a download. And this is what he was saying. Is that how many of you have, have, how many of you have been through storms in your life and you're trying to find out what the will of God is and then the storms clear up? You know, how, how it happened with Paul. He had all these storms he reached an island, and you're like, oh, I'm in the middle of God's will. I'm sure I'm in his will. Everything is good now, right? But what happens is we're, when we're in the center of God's will, there's fire, right? There's anointing. There's fire. When you're in the middle of God's will, the Holy Spirit is at work. But what we need to understand is that where there's fire, things get stirred up, right? like how the fire stirred up the viper. Don't be surprised when you're in the center of God's will and there's a fire and it's burning and the vipers come out of everywhere. Amen? One of the worst pieces of advice you can receive is you'll know you're in the center of God's will because everything will run smoothly. Everything will be like a well-oiled machine. The finances will flow. It just life will be wonderful in the center of God's will. Right? How many people know that that's not the case? That's not the case. I remember when we were dating, we had a lot of um, issues along the way, visas, you know, even trying to be in the same country together, all kinds of things. There were people that opposed our relationship. And I had somebody say to us, or say to me, well, if your relationship was God's will, why are there so many issues? Why are there so many problems, right? Because we sometimes in church we, we're taught, and I know you're not taught it at this church, but a lot of churches teach it's all going to be smooth sailing. That, that's how you know you're in God's will. And if all this, these things are going wrong, it's because you're out of God's will. No, a lot of times it's the very place where everything seems to be going wrong that that's right where you're supposed to be. Amen? That is right in the center of God's will. So what are the vipers? Who did Jesus call vipers in the Bible? The Pharisees, right? And you may not have literal Pharisees in your life, but when the fire gets going, the religious spirits will rise up against you. And I, I'm not even talking physical people. Sometimes it can be a voice in your ear. Is that really what God wants you to do? Is that, that's not very spiritual. Um, you know, for example... There are a lot of people in this church, and I've, I've sensed this, Pastor Kevin and Pastor Sherry, there's a lot of people in this church that have a call to business, right? To have a business, you need what? You need money. It's okay. Everyone's money. <coughs> money. It's not a bad word. Say it. You need? You need money. Okay? It's not unspiritual to go to God and say, God, I need more money. And I, this is a prophetic word. There are a lot of people in this church, and I, I sensed it while I was praying for people in the first service. There are a lot of people 
that God has called them to business. God has called them to have a business, maybe a small business, or it may be to have people working under them, and they felt frustrated. I feel like um, there's been a scheme to keep God's people as the tail and not the head here in Miami. And God is saying, enough, enough. There's a lot of people that have been tremendously frustrated. I want to do this. I feel like God's calling me to do this, but I don't have the resources. In the name of Jesus, we speak the release of those finances. And you, you can hold your hand out and say, I received that. I receive that. I speak the release. No more frustration. Amen? No more frustration. It says in the word, he will equip you with every good thing that you need for every good work. If God has called you to a good work, he's going to equip you for it. He's going to give you what you need. Amen? So don't listen to religious voices, religious people. You know, oh, we can't talk about money. Oh, we can't do. And it's not just money. You know? Um, this is, ladies, can I talk to you for a moment, just to you? This may apply to, apply to guys as well, but I think more so women. As a woman, who's ever had a great idea and thought, oh, I, I, I can't tell people about that because I, I can't promote myself. Yeah? I, ca I can't put myself out there because I, people are going to think that I'm, I'm trying to be all that. That is the biggest lie of the enemy. Ladies, we need to get rid of that. And, and men, I, you know, I said to a lesser extent, but you know, don't put yourself out there. Don't look like you're all that. No, it's not about promoting. Look at Joseph. Joseph was his own hype man in a way because he said, you need a man who, need, who does this and this and this. And then Pharaoh said, do you know him? Oh, yeah, yeah, I do. I do, actually. And he positioned himself. Not for his own gain, though. That's the difference. And you can suck it to the enemy and you can say, no, I'm not going to have false humility. I need to position, not promote yourself. I need to position myself so that I'm in the right place that I need to be in for the fullness of God's will to unfold in my life. Amen? And ladies, I want you to say, I'm going to position myself. And you're going to support each other, right? And you're going to say, I, I, I've got your back. I know what you're trying to do. You're not promoting yourself. I want to help position you. I want to help. And guys as well, I want to help position you. I want to help you get to where you need to be. Amen? But the, the whole thing, so we're talking about the fire, and we're talking about the branches burning and the, the viper coming out. The whole thing rests on this. Those dead branches symbolize your sacrifice. God's will will only unfold in your life as much as you're willing to sacrifice. That sacrifice is obedient. And on Friday night, I honored Alejandro because the, the reason he's doing what he's doing today and, you know, preaching and, and, and crusades, and, that, and that's not to make us look good or what, but the reason he's doing those things is because every single time God has said to him, will you do, it doesn't matter if people said, no, that's crazy. It, I've even said that's crazy. You know, we're talking about doing 50 crusades uh, in partnership with other ministries next year. And I, I admit, I said, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Really? You know, but um, I forget where I was going with that. But obedience. Every time God has said, I want you to do something, I've seen my husband say, yes, no matter what the cost is. This is not the ministry that we have and what Pastor Kevin and Pastor Sherry do. It's, we're not special. They'll tell you that too. We're not special. We're just people who are learning to say yes and yes and yes. God has called you to do something. And it doesn't matter if the vipers throw themselves at you. What are you going to do? You're going to shake them off. And you, there, I know some of you have probably had some pretty big bites where you're, you're waiting for yourself to swell up. You're waiting for bad things to happen, but it won't. And in the name of Jesus, I break off of you every word that a person has prophesied to poison you and to poison the will of God in your life. His will will come to pass, but you need to be obedient. Amen? Bless you. Wow. Praise God. Good afternoon, Olivet. Praise God. Wow, that's awesome. What's that a great word? Did you enjoy that? That was a good word, right? Well, that changed. I was going to talk on, on, the, on, on something else, but then the Lord gave me a word for this service. 
So it's going to tie in with what she said. And I want you to open your Bible in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 1, verse 8. And before we go there, I want to tell you, last Friday we had a great celebration here. We had an incredible time. We celebrated 25 years of God's goodness and faithfulness. Over the last 25 years, we have seen the Lord literally take us and take this ministry and take the gospel to more than 54 nations. Our ministry, I started when I was 11 years old. I'm now 36, and you know, you can see our family. We got two beautiful girls. Uh, one is five, and the other one is 10 years old, and sometimes we get to travel together. Not all the time, but we get to do it occasionally, especially during the school break. But uh, we love doing this as a family. And we get to do it again in May, June with you guys, those that will sign up and join us in Europe. We're going to get to travel together. So you don't want to miss out. We're going to go to Croatia and Germany and some of these exciting places where you have some ancient revival wells. And you will also experience the culture of those churches and those ministries and what God is doing in Europe. The kingdom culture. You will get to experience different cultures, obviously. But you will get to experience what God is doing in Europe right now, which is really, really exciting. God is moving in Europe. I just got some pictures last night. I saw some pictures from uh, some meetings in, in Slovakia. I couldn't believe it. It was at a convention center. Thousands of people worshiping the Lord in that Slovakia. I'm like, yay, Jesus. God is moving in Eastern Europe, you know, all, all over the place, Western Europe as well. Things are happening, so we're going to have fun. We're going to have a great time. And I highly encourage you to sign up. I highly encourage you to come on board and... Um, you will be trained, obviously. You will have some training before you go. We had fun. I mean, we took a team last year. And as you can see, this is a partnership. I love Kingdom Partnership because we get to work with Elevate, and you get to come with us, and we get to enjoy this partnership in the kingdom. And God has brought us together for such a time as this. So even though we live four hours away, we have this amazing partnership. You know, we're in Orlando. We're not in Miami, based in Miami, but we are in Orlando. So whenever you're in Orlando, you know, you can pray for us. We're up there uh, near Mickey. No, no, I'm kidding. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is that God placed ministries and churches to work together and that, you know, you have the, like this kingdom synergy and partnership. And I have felt over the, the years, like the last, you know, five years, ten years that our relationship has grown to the point that we're now doing things in partnership. So I want to invite you to be part of this partnership. I want to invite you to walk the journey with us. Last Friday, we had an excellent dinner where we presented the vision for the next decade. 2023, we saw 30,000 salvations. But in 2024, we're aiming for 100,000 salvations. And we're believing for 10 gospel crusades in 2024. We did six in 2023. And obviously, um, the dinner we had, and if you couldn't come last Friday, don't worry about it. We're going to have those until Jesus returns every year. <laughs> and we'll have them here in Miami. And so next year, we'll let you know in advance so you can sign up and join us. And don't miss out on great fellowship and food and if you couldn't be here you missed out on some amazing things you missed out on some uh, yummy can i say it can i say it <laughs> some ribs and some well it was amazing right i mean god really did incredible things on friday night but we were blessed above and beyond we had an amazing dinner great food great fellowship so next year we'll have it again but I want to tell you that our partnership means that we get to bring thousands of souls to the kingdom. We get to bring the gospel to the multitudes. We get to do it together. Pastor Kevin and I are traveling next week to Argentina. We're going to be preaching in some of these uh, places. Uh, we, we have one gospel crusade in a, in a coliseum, and, and we're expecting three, 4,000 people. You know, It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. But if I... Throw this slide. Well, I'm not going to do it in this service. or But if, if you want to know more about our vision, I mean, there's a video clip that I would like to show you, kind of give you an, a summary of what we did in 2023. But I'll do it uh, at the end. 
I'm going to go straight into the Word so you have an idea. By the way, we have some resources there. We have um, the book, uh, 12 Bible Princesses. It's good for you to get it, especially for women who want to um, grow in your relationship with the Holy Spirit. This book is not just for little girls or mothers with kids. A lot of women have come to me and said, that book was a blessing. It taught me about the Holy Spirit. And it taught me how to cultivate a relationship with the Holy Spirit. So the book is all about the Holy Spirit and how to walk as a princess of God in those kingdom principles. So I want to encourage you to grab that book. It's got amazing drawings, life principles, um, scriptures. It's got a lot of things that you can work with and do your devotional. Amen. We also have another book, uh, Revelation Ready, about the end times. And I have a, a form that uh, if somebody can help me, there is um, a form available there if you want to pre-order our books. I have two books. One is about the anointing. How many of you love the anointing? So if you want to walk in the anointing and grow in the anointing, I would encourage you to get that book. You can pre-order it today. We will mail it to you. We didn't bring it this time. And we have one called uh, Boy Preacher, which is my story, how God called me to the ministry. All right. The Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 8, Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, declares the Lord. Verse 9, Then the Lord put out his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. Verse 10, See, I have set you this day over nations and over kingdoms to pluck up and to break down and to destroy and to overthrow and to build and to plant. And the word of the Lord came to me saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I said, I see an almond branch. And then the Lord said to me, you have seen well, for I'm watching over my word to perform it. God is calling his people in this hour to activate their calling and activate, activate their gifting, no matter how capable you feel or how adequate or how ready you feel you are. God is calling you to step out in faith. This is a season not to hide what God has given you. This is a season not to be afraid or, you know, hide under the blanket and say, well, I'm just going to wait and see if God gives me another word. And if God gives me another word, if he confirms what I believe God is calling me to do, then I'll do it. Many times we use that as an excuse. But that will delay the process. That is not going to fast track your calling. That is going to delay the process. Many people say, well, I don't feel adequate enough. I don't feel ready enough. I don't feel bold enough. I don't, I don't feel like God is, you know, getting me there yet. Like I'm on the way. I'm on a journey. And you can be on a journey and you can do all the trainings. And you can go to Bible seminar. And you can get all the certificates and all the degrees. But if you don't step out in faith and actually believe what God is calling you to do, you will never do it until you step out. God is calling his people to step out in this time. God is calling his people to step out in this season. God is calling you to shake those vipers, shake them off, whatever they are. If they are fear or doubt or anxiety, I don't know what kind of a threat the enemy is trying to use against you and your family. I don't know what spirit, familiar spirit is coming against you. Maybe you are facing a, a big battle. You know that God is calling you to do something great in this year. 2024 is not going to be an ordinary year. 2024 will be a year where you will step out and you will see the glory of the Lord. And you will walk in a new day. There's a new day dawning on you. There's a new day dawning on you. Come on. There's a new day. A day of restoration, a day of blessing, a day of integrity, a day of righteousness. Where God is calling you to step out. Enough of lame excuses. God, I'm not ready. I'm not adequate. I'm not strong enough. I haven't gone to Bible school. You can come up with a thousand excuses. But I am aware that one day. 
one day you and I will be standing before the Lord and God is going to ask you about the talent he gave you. God is going to ask you about the gifting he gave you. He's going to ask you about those talents. And you may say, well, God, I was afraid. I was embarrassed. I never used him. I put him away. I, you know, I hid him under my, my bed. I, 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 you know, I buried a, a hole and, you know, I, I buried them in a hole. And I don't know, whatever. God wants you to understand that this is the timing for you to step out in faith. You may not be ready. You may not feel adequate. But Jeremiah didn't feel adequate. And yet God said, I have given you the words and I have given you the message. And I have given you the anointing to restore, to build, to plant, to destroy, to overthrow. You are my prophet. You are my appointed vessel. And this is what God is doing in this hour. God gave me a vision at the beginning of the year. And God showed me how he is taking people from being clay vessels to becoming silver vessels. And from becoming silver to becoming gold vessels. God wants you to... Go higher and aim higher. God wants you to grow spiritually. He wants you to take your gifting from being a clay vessel to becoming a gold vessel. There is something about gold, and it speaks of value, obviously. Clay is good. It's a raw material. We need clay, but we need gold as well. And some people have been clay vessels for 20, 30 years, and they're still clay. God wants you to become a gold vessel. Come on. He wants you to embrace the kingdom. He wants you to embrace your calling in this hour. And like Jeremiah, God's going to give you the words and give you the message. And before you know it, you're going to be doing the will of God. Before you know it, you're going to be out there doing what you never thought you could do. Because God is the God of new beginnings. He is the God. So shake off the fear. Shake off the insecurity. Shake off the inadequacy. Because, you know, Gideon felt like that too. I mean, I can tell you, I can show you many, uh, many occasions where great men of God felt inadequate. Where great prophets Felt completely inadequate. Where they were, you know, being threatened by the spirit of Jezebel. Let's talk about Elijah. He was laying on the ground. He wanted to die. He's like, I'm the only one left. He was dealing with self-esteem issues. And he was discouraged. And he was upset. And he was down. And he's like, God, I'm the only one left. And this woman by the name of Jezebel, she's evil. She's coming after me. And God said, well, let me call you into a time of recess. And I'm going to talk to you. And I'm going to deal with you. Because obviously, we have some insecurity to work with here. Hello? So God called him out of the race. He didn't demote him. He actually promoted him. But God called him into the secret place and dealt with him. And God actually dealt with all the fear and insecurity and all the stuff. But before he got to that place where he was hiding in a cave, the Bible says that the angel of the Lord came to Elijah and fed him. God provided for him. God sustained him. And on the journey, even though he was like, you know, on, on a journey, and he never, he didn't know when he was going to get there. He didn't know where he was going. How many of you are on a journey? But yet you feel threatened by the enemy, by fear, anxiety. You know, you don't feel ready. You don't feel quite capable. And you're like, I, I want to serve God. You know, my heart is really grieved when I hear that in Miami, people have to be paid to serve God. Yeah, in some churches. If, I, if they want to sign up to join a team, they have to. And I know that the, the worker is worthy of their wages. But I'm talking about serving. I'm talking about moving chairs or, you know, the ministry of uh, uh, cooking or, you know. I know if you don't have that grace, please don't do it. But if you have that grace, go ahead and do it. Come on. God will give you the grace. But, uh, you know... You have so many areas 
where you can collaborate, where you can add value, where you can give, where you can love your church and love the kingdom and invest in the kingdom. There are so many things that you can do in your local church. I'm not talking about being employed by your local church. I'm not talking about being on staff. I'm talking about using your giftings, using your time, using your, using your, your talents, putting them to work in your local church. This is your house. This is, this is the house of the Lord. Come on. I said this is the house of the Lord. It's time to lift your hand and say, God, I'm ready. Here I am. Use me. Use whatever capacity, anointing, gifting, whatever grace you see in my life. Use it for your glory. Gideon didn't feel like he was ready. Remember, Gideon was the one complaining. When he had an encounter with the angel, the angel of the Lord said, I want you to go with that strength of yours. And Gideon was like, you know, complaining, venting before God. He's like, I'm the, the youngest in the family. I'm the weakest. I'm, I'm actually the poorest in my clan, in my whole village. I don't have any money. I don't have any resources. Many of you are like, I don't even have a passport. And you're asking me to join a mission trip. How in the world am I going to leave Miami if I don't have a passport? Well, if God is showing you to go somewhere, go and get your passport. Come on. Oh, no, God's going to have to talk to me. How many times does God have to remind you the same thing over and over and over and over? You know, some people get excited when they get a prophetic word. They come up to me and said, you know, God confirmed the word. Really? How many times has he confirmed the word? You know, in 1990, he said you were going to preach. Five years later, he said again you were going to preach. Five years later, he said again that you were going to preach. The question is, are you preaching? Are you doing something about your prophetic word? Or is your prophetic word becoming only a memory of the past? Or is it becoming your launching point to discovering what God is about to do in your life? Come on. Is it your launching pad or is it just another memory? Because I know a lot of people that are, that are carrying, you know, bags full of prophetic words. Like, you know, they have this suitcase. And they go every now and then and they pull out these prophetic words. Yeah, I remember when God told me. That I was going to go to the nations. I remember when God told me that I was going to open a business. That I was going to do this. The prophetic word is a guidance from heaven. God is going to speak about your destiny. And God will see what no other man can see. God will see your inner, he will see your inner strength. He will see your passion. He will see your fire and your desires and your motives. God will, he knows everything about you. Before you even open your mouth, God knows what's in your heart already. You can't deceive God. He knows what's in your heart. He knows why you're doing it, why you are motivated. You know, He knows. He knows what you're up to. Hello? Tell your neighbor, God knows what you're up to. Before you even do anything, God knows what you're up to. Come on. Hello? So some people say, well, may, maybe if I do it this way. Let, let me tell you something. You don't, you don't play that kind of game with God because God knows your heart. He knows whether you're sincere. He knows whether you are really, you know, on board. He knows whether you mean it or not. He knows. You know, people say to me all the time, you will hear from me. That's the last time I hear from them because I don't hear from them. Hello? Words don't mean anything in this world right now. Oh, I promise you, young men, last Sunday said, I give you my word. I, I will sign up tomorrow. I checked. He didn't sign up. Hello? Come on. Hi. Integrity is a kingdom principle. Integrity. God knows your heart. 
And it is time to walk in greater integrity. It is time to walk in greater righteousness. It is time to step out and do the will of God. It is time to move forward. It is time to walk in faith and not by sight. Come on. It is time to embrace the promises of God. It is time to do what God is calling us to do. It is time to shake off fear. Come on, somebody. It is time to shake off anxiety. Come on. I don't know what the enemy is suppressing you with right now, but remember, Paul, he was the apostle of faith. And Paul reached this island, and he was threatened by the enemy. The enemy was pointing fingers at Paul, telling him, you've done this, you've done that. Like, you know, they were accusing him of committing a crime. And Paul was there because he was on his way to where? Rome. If Paul hadn't gone to Rome, we wouldn't have the, the, the word. We wouldn't have the Bibles. Like we wouldn't have, you know, the explosion. Of, like, you know, there was a great revival in Rome. And because of the, the word going to Rome. And because Paul went to Rome and sacrificed his life. He laid his life down for the sake of the gospel. Then the, the, the gospel went out from Rome. And it, it spread all throughout Europe. And then he went from Europe, came to the Americas. And because of Paul's sacrifice, the word came to us. Because of Jesus' sacrifice, the word came to us. And we have been redeemed and saved because someone had to pay the price. And Jesus paid the price. But the enemy was pointing his finger at Paul saying, you know, speaking lies. The, the, the locals thought that he had committed a crime and they were about to do something. And remember, in those days, they didn't mince with words. They, I'm sure they were probably gathering some stones or they were about to report him to the authorities or they were about to, you know, they were about to do something. They were about to hand him over to the authorities. Yet Paul used the authority he had been given by God and he was not afraid. He was not faced by the accusation. He was not afraid by what the locals were saying. Immediately he got out and he shook took off that viper and he said mm -mm -mm, I'm not what you think I am I am an apostle I am a messenger I am sent by God and I'm going to show you that I was sent by God I'm going to shake this snake off and I'm going to show you that my God can take care of me even when a deadly snake bites my hand because my God will do the supernatural above and beyond my own capacity come on somebody and so Paul should come off the snake now he's standing there the, the, the locals are waiting for him to swell up or die or you know nothing happens to him because Paul had a destiny tell your neighbor you have a destiny even if you get bitten by the snake come on nothing will happen to you because you have a destiny even if the enemy bites you, even if the enemy tries, even if you get bitten by just come on somebody, come on. That venom will not go anywhere. That venom will be neutralized and it will become ineffective and it will die in your system. I say that venom will die because the word of faith will freeze it. The word of God will stop whatever symptoms or whatever effect that, you know, the enemy meant something for evil, yet God is going to turn it around for good. Come on, I'm preaching. I'm preaching. God is going to turn it around for good. You are more than a conqueror. You are more than an overcomer. And no matter what the enemy was thinking, God is going to turn it around for good so like Jeremiah you may say well I'm just a young person I don't know how to preach God says today I don't care how old you are I don't care if you've been to Bible school or not I don't care if you feel adequate or not I chose David he was only 16 he was a teenager when he killed Goliath Hello? Some say that he was 13. Some say he was 16. You know, he was a youngster. Hello? Hi. Josiah was a young man. Hello? Jesus, when he went to the temple and he was preaching, remember that? He, he was 12 years old. He was a kid. 
he was preaching to the wise men. You know, he was preaching to the, the Pharisees and, and the, actually the rabbis that were like listening to him. They were struck because of the knowledge and the revelation Jesus had. Don't look at your age. Don't look at your experience. Don't look at what you did or what you haven't done. But look at what Jesus did for you. Look at what Jesus did for you. He paid the price. He shed his blood. He sacrificed everything for you. And the least you can do is to give that talent back to him and say, Lord, use my talents. Use my gifts. Use my knowledge. I know some people that are sitting in church for 20 years and they don't do anything because of fear. Don't allow fear to hold you captive. I know some people that say, well, oh, no, they don't need me. That's a lie of the enemy. I know some people that say, well, if they need me, they will approach me. Let me tell you something. God knows what's in your heart. And if you want a promotion, you will never get it. But if you want to honor him, you will be promoted. Come on, come on. I just said something. If you are seeking promotion for your own benefit, because God knows the motives in our hearts. Hello? If you're seeking promotion, see the world. We were having this conversation with our daughter the other day. God will never give you fame. He will open doors for you and give you favor. Hello? The man wants fame. They want fame. They want to be known. And you're like, well, we have a lot of famous people in the kingdom. Yet they're, they're famous to only one million people max. If you ask for a Christian singer out there, many people will say, well, yeah, I know them. Many people will say, I don't know them. But they're not famous like, like big time. You, you understand? God will never give anybody fame. God will give them favor. Because favor is what they need to promote the gospel. And the only one who needs all the glory and honor is Jesus. Come on. The only one who can handle all the glory and honor is Jesus. Did you know that these great singers, pop stars, they become famous. Famous. Literally famous. They make a ton of money. They are famous. But they have to sell out their souls. To become that famous. Hello. God wants you to give him what you have. Surrender your heart. Say Lord. Here is my talent. I give it back to you. You said. You may know some things. That you can do it in your local church. You may feel like. Maybe I can open a. A prayer group or maybe I can open, what do you call them, a home group or cell group or what do you call them, a, a life group. Maybe I can enable that. Maybe I can invite my neighbors, my friends and serve my local church this way. Do it. God is waiting for you to activate what you have. Because the time we have is short. We are running out of time. We're literally running out of time. And the Lord showed me that times are being accelerated. We are meant to be the light of the world. We're meant to be the messengers. We're meant to carry this message. We have very little time left. But while we are here, let's make a difference for Jesus. Let's make a difference for Jesus. As a ministry, we are committed to seeing 100,000 salvations in 2024. But without the help of the kingdom, without the help of the church, without the partnership, we can't do it. This is not about us. This is about him being glorified. This is about Jesus. This is about the gospel. And that we are actually doing some things in unity with other ministries. Because this is not about us. This is about the kingdom. So this year in May, we're doing 10 gospel crusades. Literally, simultaneously. From Mexico to Argentina in 10 stadiums. In one month. In one week, actually. And we're calling it. Pentecost 2024. I'm one of the ten evangelists. I'm only taking one crusade, actually two, 
So I'm, out, I'm going across the border from Panama to Costa Rica, and we're do, I'm doing one in Costa Rica, one in Panama. So I'm preaching one night here and then one night in the other country. And I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. We are getting ready to see thousands of souls for Jesus. Come on. So I, I'm, I just want to encourage you to, today. Use whatever talent the Lord has given you and put it to work. Don't sit, you know, for 30 years wishing that God can give you another word of confirmation. Wishing that God can use you. Because when you get to heaven, God is going to ask you, what do you do with the talent I gave you? And the question I'm going to ask you, I'm not, I'm not, this is not a guilt trip, okay? I'm not shaming anybody here. I'm just asking you so that you pray. And, and, and I'm sure many of you will be convicted by the Holy Spirit. What would you say before the Lord when the great day comes? And you're standing before the king. And God will ask you one day, what's your name? Allison. What did you do with the talent I gave you? What would you say before the Lord? I want you to think about it right now. I want you to process it. I want you to close your eyes and say, Lord, I want to step out in faith. I want to walk in your will. I want to be obedient. I don't want to hold back anymore. I want to be useful. You may say, well, I'm, I'm in that retirement age. Uh, I, I've already retired. No, God used Moses even when he was old and he thought he was old. God used him. Because there is no retirement in the kingdom because we are walking in permanent rest. What do you mean? Oh, yeah, when you have Jesus and when you're walking in the presence of God and you're walking in the kingdom principles and you're walking with Jesus, you are walking in permanent rest. Hello? So if you ask me, are you going to retire one day? I'm like, no, I'm going to do the work of the Lord. I'm, I'm actually, by the way, is ministering unto him because he gets all the glory. Come on. He gets all the glory. So I'm going to minister unto him. There's a big church in, in Orlando, and I love what they're doing. They have a big cross. Have you, have you heard about Jesus' image? They have a big cross and the worship team. But you know when the worship team, when they lead people in worship, they're not looking at the people they're looking at. They're giving their back to the people, which is kind of like unusual. And yet they're looking up and they're worshiping. They have a, this huge cross. It's all about Jesus. It's all, it's all about the cross. It's all about the message of the gospel. And Michael Kulianos has been teaching people for years. This is not about you. This is about the gospel. Jesus said, if you try to win your life, you will lose it. What did he mean by that? What did he mean by that? Some people want to win their life. Like, oh, I just want to be big time. I want to do great things. But it's all about them. When you put your ego ahead of your commission... You will never make it. But when you put Christ ahead of anything else, God will give you favor. Come on, somebody. God will give you favor. He will open doors for you. Some people say, well, if I only had a million dollars, I will give to many churches. And I will invest in the kingdom. And I will, you know, I will make sure I'll take care of the missions department. No, you won't. Hello? Because you don't say if I had, you don't say if I had a million dollars, you start from where you, you start from where, where, where the Lord is calling. You start from there, from 10 to 100 to 1,000 to 10,000 to 100,000. You start from the beginning. You don't say, I wish I can serve the Lord when I have a million dollars. Hello? If I tell myself right now, if I only had $200,000 to run these 10 crusades, I will do them. If I don't have the money, I'm not going to do it. Well, I won't do it. No. God will give me the provision because I have a vision. Come on, somebody. God has given me a vision, and he will bring the pro-vision. 
The provision doesn't come before the vision. The vision comes before the provision. Oh, come on. Somebody get this. Somebody get this. Somebody get this. Somebody get this. Tell your neighbor, if you have a vision, God will bring the provision. Come on, tell your neighbor, God will not entrust you with provision until you have vision. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on. Come on. Can I get an amen? God will not give you provision until you have vision. And if you have vision, then God will give you a provision. Because God knows that that provision is going to go places. It's going to take you. Come on, somebody. See, if provision comes before vision, that provision will then be turned into, into your own place of, you know, your falling point. And God doesn't want that. God wants to know that your heart is ready. You may say, well, I'm not ready. Like Jeremiah, you know, I'm just a young person, Lord. And God said, don't say you're a young person because I have given you the words. And you shall speak. I remember the first time I grabbed the mic and I was 11 years old. And I was shaking. I was so nervous because I was in front of 100 people. And I didn't know what to say. And I was, sh- I was a shaky mess. And people thought I was under the power of the Holy Spirit. Look at that boy. He's anointed. Oh, boy. That, he's going to preach up a storm. I was like this. I had no idea what I was going to say. Yet the Holy Spirit came on me. And I preached, an 11-year-old, I preached for 45 minutes nonstop. I spoke about the cross. I spoke about Jesus, the way, the only way. Hallelujah. And guess what? Seven souls came to Jesus. And that launched me into full-time ministry. I was known all over South America as the boy preacher. Why? Because I stepped out in faith. I had no idea what I was going to do. One day, a prophet came up to me and said, you will forget... This is what he said. There will be a day where you will forget how many airports you will be in. You will forget. If you ask me today, how many airports have you been in? I tell you, I have no idea. I've been to 54 countries. I've been to hundreds of cities. The Lord, you know, I know some ministers that have statistics. And they say, we have reached over 2 million people. I'm telling you, our ministry... We're starting to keep numbers because we were not really good, you know, growing up as a teenager. I had no idea about statistics and numbers. But we probably reached hundreds of thousands of souls for Jesus. Come on. I am here to encourage you that this is your time, that this is your day, that this is your beginning. Come on, somebody. I am here to inspire you, and I am here to tap you on the shoulder and tell you that God has a destiny for you, that God has a calling for you. Come on, somebody. You may not know it. You may not know when. You may not know how. You may not know from where to begin, but God has given you a word, and all it takes is to step out in faith. All it takes is to give that talent back to Jesus and say, Jesus, use this talent. Because some of you are creative and your church may need those creative talents. Some of you are prophetic. Some of you are great at production and filming and taking pictures. And yet you're sitting there wondering, maybe one day when the church is big enough and they'll pay me a wage, I'll serve. You will never get to that point because God knows your heart. If you serve when money is not the means to serve, but it's just a bridge. Hello? When you serve because you love God and you love your church, God will promote you. Hello? By the way, P.S., Pastor Kevin didn't ask me to preach this message. Hello? The Holy Spirit brought this message and was burning in my heart. I was going to preach what I preached in this first service. I really was going to preach that, but the Holy Spirit changed it. And said, I, I, there are, 
the Holy Spirit. This is what he told me. People are sitting in the room wondering if they can do something for the kingdom. I'm telling you right now, you are valuable. You are ready. God has appointed you for such a time as this. No matter what you carry, no matter the knowledge you have, no matter if you're like David with, you know, two pieces of cheese and some milk, and you're wondering, is it my time, Lord? Is it my time? You will hear. You will hear when your time is. David was positioned at the right place with the right people at the right time before he was promoted. If David hadn't brought the cheese and the milk, that would have never happened. Hello? Why do you think God promoted David? And I'm going to close with this. Because God trained David as a shepherd boy. He was trained by God in the secret place. God knew his heart. God knew he could trust him. God wants to trust you. God wants to give you big things. How many of you want the Lord to trust you? How many of you want the Lord? Come on, raise your hand. How many of you want the Lord to trust his blessing and his favor on you? It's all about Jesus, isn't it? We're coming to a time where God is requiring of us. And I'm going to finish. I'm, I'm really going to finish with this. I'm really going to finish. Is that okay? And then I'm going to pray for all of you. Are you ready? This is the word God gave me for 2024. Are you ready? I'm going to ask you to play some worship music in the background. This will be the year of apostolic collaboration. And the apostolic evangelistic anointing to be released upon the church to walk in their destiny. So no excuses anymore. This is your year to walk in your destiny. This will be a year of pruning and cleansing. A year of greater cleansing and deep reckoning. The old will fade away and the new will spring up. I will complete this cycle and this year will be the year of completion. A new guard of evangelists, pastors, prophets, and apostles are being called for a new era of ministry. Many will be decommissioned. You are seeing that. You are hearing that. It's happening. Many are being decommissioned. And many will be celebrated in heaven. Many will be exposed. You're also seeing that. It's happening right now in the body of Christ. And many will be purified. My church, my dear people, I'm calling you to a higher level of purity, commitment, and surrender. My purifying fire will cleanse my church and this will prepare my people for the great awakening. The great awakening cannot be sustained with the ideas and the strategies of the past. This is a different time and a different era. It will be very challenging, but rewarding at the same time. I'm calling my people to greater accountability. And this will be enabled by my grace. Say with me, His grace. Working in, working in and through them. Darkness will cover the planet. And deep darkness the nations that have forgotten me. In the midst of all these events, I will shine my torch upon my anointed ones. How many anointed ones are in the, in the house? They will shine even brighter and will overcome by the power of my spirit. The time of apathy and being lukewarm is coming to an end. I will shake the financial and political mountains. And there will be great noise in the ocean. And the earth will shake more than the previous years. The weight of sin and abomination has reached a level that cannot go unnoticed. I will shake the peoples and the nations of the earth. In the midst of these tremors, there will be waves of revival sweeping entire regions and nations. And it's going to happen right here in Miami. I believe it. The biggest harvest is here. And many will reach the valley of decision. There will be great instability and chaos. But fear not my people. Because I will redeem these times. And millions will hear the gospel. There will be unexpected changes that will bring many to a place of surrender. My people, 
These are not times to rely on your own strength, but rely on me. Come on. 2024 is the year to rely on him. No matter what happens, I want you to pray in the spirit right now. Close your eyes. In a moment, in a few seconds, I'm going to call those who need healing of your injury. Like if you have a body injury, if you have a sports injury, or if you have a broken shoulder or some kind of injury in your body, I'm going to call you forward and we're going to pray for you. We saw like, how many healings? We saw like 15 this morning. At least. At least. And then we had a lot of people lining up for prophetic words and words of knowledge. I'm going to hand over this part of the service to Pastor Kevin. He's going to call you forth. And we're going to have fun. Amen. So, Go ahead. All right. Do we have me on? Am I, is my mic on? So we don't refire. We don't retire. We refire. Come on. Amen. So we're going to take up an offering for Alejandro. Um, Bible says honor a prophet. More than anything, when I first met Alejandro, I mean, healing evangelist, yes. But he's prophetic. And he's deeply prophetic. And I think you got to stir that a little more. you got to stir that prophetic, Alejandro. Because I feel like you have a word for the nations. You know, and I think when you tap that, you know, that river's gonna, you know, there's there's the ministry of the prophetic, where there's the gift of the prophetic, which all y'all got. There's the ministry of the prophetic, which is when you develop it. And then there's the office of the prophet. And the office of a prophet has the ability to speak to nations. You know, an office of the prophet, it's, it's a lifetime, it's a lifestyle over a lifetime. It, you just don't show up like that. Everybody that thinks they're in the office of the prophet, a lot of these guys are just operating in the ministry of the prophetic. They're not operating in the office of the prophet. That is the office of the prophet, you know. So let me acknowledge, oof, I feel that. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. I feel good on that one. Wow. Yeah. Honor the prophet. There are far too few of them. And so we're going to give an opportunity for you guys to give an offering. Um, the, if you, we, you, we have it on the app. If you don't have the app, you can download our app. Uh, if you go to the drop-down on the give, uh, Shelly added him this morning, so he's on the drop-down. You can give it the boxes on the way out. Um, and if you give it the boxes, just write on there uh, Alejandro, and we'll compile it and, and give it to them. And then also, um, you'll have an opportunity at the end. He'll be at the table. You can talk with him you know, about being in partnership with his ministry and things like that. And then also, you know, we're traveling together as a team uh, again this year. And um, we're going to be doing a couple of trips with Alejandro. And it's going to be great. We went to a couple places last year, and it was an amazing, amazing time. God did phenomenal things. You were there. How was it? It was amazing. A lot of work, but it was good, though. It was good. How was it, Christian? Was it good? Phenomenal. Phenomenal. It's a great trip. Yeah, hundreds healed. Lots of really great ministry opportunities. So not going to take too long with this. And then we're going to pray, right? Because I, I want him to minister. Because, and his wife's going to prophesy. And so they're going to go to you going to help? I don't want to put you out there. I'm going to speak for you, Rebecca. I'm just throwing her out there. Get out there. You were a prophesying machine for a service. You were like all in. So uh, they're going to minister. I want to give an opportunity for you guys. It's important sometimes that you hear a different prophetic voice. You know, you hear my prophetic voice. You hear my wife's prophetic voice. And you hear even our team's prophetic voice sometimes. But it's really powerful when you hear a different prophetic voice. So um, if you want to give, there's the, uh, there's the thing. And then uh, the, the, the app, you can give it the machine right on the, right on the envelope. And then uh, if you have any injuries in your body, if you need healing specifically for injuries, we're going to come up over here. If you want a prophetic word, we want you to go over here. So healings, everybody say it with me. Healing over here. You guys, healing over here. Prophetic word over here. Oh, you guys aren't liking this? Good. Listen, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to come and let somebody lay hands on you. We sell miracles in the first service. Injuries, we're going to see injuries. Injuries will be healed, like, pretty quick. We had a woman. Go ahead. Okay. And if someone will um, interpret for uh, Rebecca, she'll prophesy to you in Spanish. Or... You'll prophesy. So, yeah, uh, Rupe will interpret for you. Is that, is that what you want, an interpreter? Oh, you speak Spanish. Oh, my bad. You have really gone for it, haven't you? High five there. Wow. Yeah, how, how long have you been speaking Spanish? Like two years? You've been speaking Spanish for 10 years? I have never, I've never heard you speak Spanish before. Anyway, where have I been? 
Where have I been? Well, you're married to a Spanish-speaking guy, so it would make sense. All right, my bad. Okay, so prophetic, she said, if you, want, if you want a word in Spanish, Rebecca will prophesy to you in Spanish. So that'll be over here as well, and then also um, healing. Don't be afraid to be prayed for. Don't be afraid to be prayed for. Uh, we were in, uh, we were in um, Rome, and we did four nights in Rome last year, and you know, maybe 300 people in the service, and Alejandro calls out for miracles. Great message, great word, boom. If you need a miracle, come forward and we'll pray for you. Two children came forward. We did see, we did see healing with, the, with those kids. Four nights later, after driving the point home, the whole group came forward, and then we saw a lot of miracles uh, that, that night. And the reason is that some people get into these religious mindsets, and oh no, you know, and everybody's sitting there, and you know, don't, don't be that person. Don't be that person. When, G, when Bartimaeus came and they went and got Bartimaeus, blind Bartimaeus is crying out, and finally Jesus stopped for him after he cried from the, the depths of his spirit, and they said, the people said to him, behold the master calls. Some of you, today's your day. You've had a nagging injury. We saw a woman, she couldn't do, she couldn't do squats. She had injured her hip. And she's running around here, and she's like, Pastor, I can do squats now. So we're doing, I, I was doing my best to do squats with her. Over here, right? Had a girl that was injured in both knees. Her, her knees were healed. Guy couldn't lift his arm. Lots of injuries healed. Injuries, no problem. So if you need healing, come up on this side. If you want a prophetic word, come up on this side. And the rest of you, if you, if you don't want any of that, you can, you are, you, you, well, I'll dismiss you and you're free to go. We have a class at 4 o'clock, but we're just going to let them minister. If you want ministry, come for it, okay? All right, are we good with that? Yeah. Are you good with that? Yeah, yeah. sure. All right. Those who need healing, please come.